I am super excited today because I have got the first ever guest coming along. I've got the lovely Claire Addiscott coming along to talk about her latest project, Mindful Sips. And you want to listen up, my lovelies, because she is going to be sharing uh, her story and some tools and techniques for you to have a more mindful attitude towards drinking alcohol. And I know dry January is very popular with everyone. So this is one you want to hop on today and have a listen. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. Hi, everyone. I am so excited today because I have got the first ever guest for the True Growth Podcast. So I am sitting here with the lovely Claire Adescott from Adescott Dog Foods. Hi, Claire. Say hi. We are sitting here with a nice cup of tea on a very cold and blustery day here in uh, uh, England. And before we get going, I'm just going to read the bio that uh, bigs you up. Um, And I was really interested, actually, Claire, because you say you're from a charity sector. So we might have to have a little chat after the podcast about that because I run a charity. So I'm sure we've got some things we can talk about in that. Um, but you said that you gave up work in 2007 to have your third baby. And after eight years of being a full-time mum, instead of returning to where you left off, you decided to start up your own business. And you describe your first two businesses as discovery businesses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where you learned a lot about the world of business and a lot about what you did and didn't want your business to be like. That is so true. Yes, very true. <laughs> as well as a lot about herself. So you now successfully run Adescott Dogs Food, which is how we met, because you provide the wonderful food for my faithful servant, Biscuit, who I is do. hiding behind the sofa there. And um, But actually, this has fueled your passion to create awareness and education, not only about dog nutrition, but I think it's fueled this um, raising awareness and education in other areas too. So... You are also now the founder of Mindful Sips, which you started in 2019, having taken a break from the booze yourself and discovering how much it has impacted and changed your life. So you now share your passion for spreading the word about how to sober curiosity and helping other women like you to discover who they are by changing their relationship with alcohol. Indeed, I do. Wow. Yes, I gave up. Um, I decided to take a break from the booze last March um, because of poor health and a general decline in my health. Nothing serious, just a general decline. Um, one thing after another kept going wrong and kept going wrong. And I tried various other things, going gluten free, cutting out dairy, cutting out sugar, um, all in a bid to try and improve my health. And whilst those things did help, it still wasn't making enough of a big impact for me to, um, to, to feel like I was a healthy being. Um, I was also 
depressed. So I was suffering, suffering with depression as well, um, which I have in the past. And I ha- was having another bout of depression and felt that previously I've always been able to self, um, self counsel my way through it to come out the other side. And I, I kind of felt that something was missing. I was really struggling, like to just get over it, mm-hmm. to just find, like finally kick it. And one day I just completely lost my rag with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, for something totally trivial. And yes, she'd pressed 20 buttons that day before the moment that I actually lost it. Um, but it really, really made me realize the, the impact that I was having on her and how the impact my mood was having on her, um, on a day to day basis. And so the last resort, and I do say it was my last resort, I would never have dreamt a year ago that I was going to give up drink forever at all. I was a party patty. I love, love alcohol and I love partying and love socialising. And I decided that day that I needed to do something for my mental health. And the last thing mm-hmm. was to give up alcohol. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. From that day, I didn't put a target on it. I didn't give myself an end date. I didn't say I'm going to do it for a week or 30 days or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just said, let's see how it goes and let's see what happens. And then from there, I did lots of research. I'm a researcher. I love it when I get something in my head and I like yeah. to research and research and <laughs> Google and research um, more and more and more. And I soon realized that what I was looking for wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. I could get lots of advice about going alcohol free and about alcoholism and um, the impact that that has on people's lives. But there wasn't anything or very little about just taking a break for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the stuff that I did find was very mm-hmm. much taking a break for a bit with a view to giving up forever, yeah. <laughs> you know, tagged on the end. Yeah. And there was very little specifically for women as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm of an age where I'm kind of approaching premenopausal as well. Um, and that was some, that is something that I was, cons- you know, I was thinking about as an impact on my health too. So those alcohol has a massive impact on that as well. Mm-hmm. And so that was something I was researching and could, couldn't find very much information on. And so mm-hmm. I could find lots of facts, mm-hmm. but nothing emotional yeah. that went with the emotional well-being and the emotional health uh-huh. to tag on with the, you're only supposed to drink 14 units a week yeah. and, you know, all the basic facts that were out there. So um, I decided to set up Mindful Sips. Fantastic. Yeah, I went on and on, you know, doing more and more research. And as time went on, I thought, there's, you know, there's really something here. There's lots of women that want help. I joined lots of forums as well to, and I was listening Mm -hmm. um, and realized that there's lots of people out there that are in the same situation as me who want to take a break from the booze, but they want to do it holistically um, and in a friendly and kind manner without a wagging finger Mm -hmm. or a you must give up forever attitude. Yeah. Um, and I thank you so much for explaining all that. That was really lovely of you to go into such detail. And also, um, I really want to acknowledge the fact that you've been honest about actually the state of your mental health. And, um, I'm particularly interested, of course, as a, as a coach and a counselor myself on this link you've made about the practical support, but also the emotional support. So before we really get start on the interview questions um i want to declare a self-interest here um i invited you onto the show not only because um as i say you support my lovely dog Mm -hmm. um but i'm really interested in mindful sips um because i um used to work in fact when i first started working as a counselor in a substance misuse um rehab so um you know i really on the 12-step program so i really understand that side that you've been talking about and um, 
what I feel that we have in common and our audience are similar, which is why I think that I'm hoping everyone's going to love the show, um, <laughs> is um, that we're both women who want to make a positive difference in the world. And that's for ourselves and for our family and in the work that we do. And I talk about graceful transitions and Claire, you talk about mindful sips. And I think also that you talk about um, like the community and how you can get support around you. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that you're campaigning to um, sort of remove the stigma from sobriety. That was one of the things you said. Yeah. And like, if you're choosing not to drink, like you might choose not, you know, might you might choose to be vegan. You know, it should be just yeah. normal. It's, and also the same thing for me is when you talked about your depression, I also would like to see that too, though, where people just talk about the mental health the same way they say, I've got a cold. You know, if you have depression, depressive episode, you know, that is not just as part of who you are. It's not all of who you are. And it's just wonderful to hear someone be able to say, you know, and that was part of what I was doing. And I've done these things to, to make a difference in my life. Yeah, I hear you. I think when I first gave up drinking, there was a lot of, why would you do that? You know, it was a real... I could have said I'd give up water for a week and everyone would have just nodded their heads and gone, oh, okay. But the minute you say you're going to give up alcohol for a week, people look at you sideways and think, well, why, why would you do that? That's weird. And I, I found that really difficult to start with. I found it really alienating. And I had a lot of support, don't get me wrong. I did have a lot of support as well. Um, but when you're trying to do something that's, and you're striving to be different and trying to do something so important that becomes so important to you, and you've put your heart and soul into the research and the effort of doing it, you can have 20 people tell you you're doing wonderfully. And the one person that tells you you're not, or why on earth would you do that, mm. um, can really knock yeah. your confidence and yeah. make you question, um, why you're doing it in the first place. Mm. And I just had to keep reminding myself, I'm doing it for my mental health and I'm doing it for my daughter and mm-hmm. I'm doing it to show my daughter that it's okay to talk about things that mm-hmm. other people don't want to hear. Yeah. Because that's a big thing with, um, like you said, alcohol abuse and things, you know, it's people don't want to talk about it. They mm-hmm. want to sweep it under the carpet and pretend it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And I really want to change that. And I want to also change the language that we use mm-hmm. around alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially mm-hmm. as women, we're scared to say things and we shouldn't be. We should be mm-hmm. able to feel that we can be who we are. And I, I want to challenge the language that we use with ourselves and within our relationship with alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think there's a big stigma around language and alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's that's really interesting because, um, you know, from um, as a neurolinguistic programmer, um, you know, I actually, the language that we use affects the, you know, our mood affects our actions, our behaviors and our feelings. And it's not just the language that we use. Um, so yeah, I think that's really what you're saying. That's quite insightful. Yeah. And I think, I think everyone has the ability to be able to look at the language that they use. They just need a prompt yeah. to, to be able to do yeah. it. You know, choice is a big thing for me. You know, you, what mm-hmm. do you choose to do? Mm-hmm. Not what is somebody else pushing you into doing or forcing you into doing um and so part of the program is analyzing words like choose and just you know why can't I just give up well just is a word that you use in the moment I'm just going to pop the kettle on I'm just going to cut up the carrots for dinner you Mm -hmm. can't just change your relationship with alcohol but people really berate themselves when they can't just change their relationship with alcohol um so language is a big thing for me yeah and um, on the True Growth uh, podcast, I like to share with my listeners um, 
to some valuable content each week about mindset and support and some tools that they um, need to live free from fear and stigma, um, to find confidence, to take courageous action, and so that they could live a more joy-filled life. And I feel that's what I'm saying. I love it that the Smileful Sips, you're covering all of those things and it's so important to you and it's coming across as I can see it in your face and <laughs> that um, how valuable it is for you to be able to relate to the women that want to join you on, on your um, on your program. Yes, definitely. So, um, what I mean, you have talked about what motivated you to um, start Mindful Sips, but I guess I'm wondering how do you feel now you've made that progress? I think it's very much a, a moving goalpost. I, when I first started out, I had a goal to, you know, it was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna help women and I'm gonna um, help them change their relationship with alcohol and it's gonna be amazing. And I'm gonna educate. That was my big thing was educate so that people mm-hmm. could find the information quickly and easily that I was looking for and couldn't find quickly and easily. And then the more I delved into it and the more I worked out how much alcohol is linked to your brain and your moods and your behavior patterns, I started going down a much more holistic route because I've got a holistic background. And and so the goalposts moved again um, and I changed what I wanted Mindful Sips to be again. I still wanted it to incorporate education, but I didn't want that to be the main thing. So I think over the last year, it's really changed from the start to what it is now and what I have planned now. So I spent a year developing that mm. and the feelings around that change all the time. Yeah. Um, from joy because I think I found it and that to frustration because I found something else I want to put in and I'm not quite sure how, where it's going to fit mm-hmm. because I've got six pillars that I would like everything to fit under nicely. So it keeps it all neat and tidy. Um, and so yeah, frustration, but overall, I'm, I think I'm really excited mm-hmm. about about what I want to do and how I want yeah. to impart that into the yeah. world and help women yeah. because nobody gets excited about sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Exactly. And that, you know, I want that to change. I want yeah. people to, to be saying, I'm going to do a 30 day trial, a uh, free alcohol free trial. And I, it's going to be amazing. And it's going to change my life. Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, that's my ultimate aim yeah. is to create excitement. Is that, I was going to ask you, um, what inspires you? What keeps you showing up every day? Because like you say, it is a bit of a roller coaster having uh, experienced this, setting up a new business myself. And so how what keeps you inspired every day? I think it's hearing from people who, um, even though I'm still learning what I want Mindful Sips to be, it's hearing from different women that I talk to who say, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes, I love that. I would do that or, and also hearing people's inspiring stories about when they've taken a break themselves or they, they want to take a break and they don't mm. know how. Mm. Um, those sorts of stories when I'm talking to people all the time, that really motivates me. Um, because I know that what I'm doing is on the right track. It might yeah. not be a hundred percent right yet, but it's on the yeah. right track. Yeah. Um, and I can, you know, we can change lives with mm-hmm. mindful sips if, if we do it right. Yeah. I hear that. So tell me, what's your biggest mindset challenge at the moment? Um, focus, I think, is mm-hmm. <laughs> my biggest mindset challenge. <laughs> um, <laughs> staying focused yeah. because I have a dream and every time I think I've got it nailed and I've narrowed down what I want, I find something else I want to include mm-hmm. um, and then I work on how I can include that. Mm-hmm. Um, so staying focused on the on the bigger picture and you know staying focused on keeping going and just getting started yeah. rather than waiting till it's all 
yeah. ready yeah. Um, before I go out there. And how do you think that mindful sips helps women who might be feeling or experiencing the similar thing? You know, there's you've just described in terms of mindset challenge, you were saying about staying focused. Um, I think it's really hard to stay focused, especially um, with the marketing world that we live in. It's very easy to get sidetracked and have shiny object syndrome and, and want to do lots of things all at once. Um, and that's a big part of the program is to is is staying focused on your goals and keeping women motivated on a day to day basis so that they can be enlightened and just keep on going and say, yes, I just want to keep on going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, Mindful Sips isn't about um, giving up alcohol forever. Mm-hmm. It's about taking a little break from the booze for however long you deem that to be necessary as a, as the person doing the program and then to learn how to mindfully drink forever. Yeah. Um, and that is very difficult because you aren't saying I'm never going to drink again, which is actually, once you've made the decision, you're making that decision uh-huh. is a very clear cut thing. Yeah. Saying I'm going to try and juggle when I should and when I shouldn't forever. You have that, you have to concentrate and work on that day in and day out Um, so it's helping giving women the tools to be able to do that yeah I love that as well because you know life's messy you know Mm. if it was black and white I think it would be a lot easier actually (laughs) but it's not there are lots of gray areas and the boundaries that we have can be elastic given different situations the things you might do at home are not always the things that you'd accept in the workplace for example so I think that you, you know what you're teaching, at least what it sounds like you're trying to um, help women with, is how to navigate their own personal boundaries and take that with them in all the different situations that they go, rather than bend those boundaries to fit in with the situations. You know, like you go to the pub, oh, I must have a drink because everyone's having a drink. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So if I had a uh, magic wand, in fact, I wish I had one, I'd give it to you now, and uh, said to you, what would you like to see different in the world, uh, maybe in the next 12 months? What do you say? I would like it to be normal that you can say you're taking a break from the booze and people pat you on the back and say, well done. Like when you say you're giving up smoking or you're giving up um, sugar or going vegan or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you get a lot of people are very supportive of all of those things Mm. um and when you say you're taking a break from the booze there's lots of people in the world who will try and tempt you even when you're even when they nod their head and say oh lovely well done Mm. then when you're out with them they'll say yeah but you could have just one can't you Mm -hmm. instead of respecting your choice to abstain for a while yeah um and i think that's my that's what i would love to see i'd love for it to be acceptable and what difference do you think that would make to you as a person that we got to that estate in our society oh i don't know i think i'd be very happy (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think i think that it would it would make lots of people very happy because the world would be so so much nicer place to be without that judgment Mm. with you know if the judgment's missing then you have that freedom to make and you have the freedom to make those choices you're not being put on the spot you're not having to justify your actions you're not having to change your mind to fit in mm-hmm. and you also don't have the fear of missing out so all of those fears are lifted and they're, they're gone and you can choose to just be who you are in that moment in time and so I think you know that would be a lovely place for the world to be oh, I love that that's so beautiful choose who you want to be at that moment in time yeah, it's great. I was going to ask you actually if um, if you had like one of those big billboard things, you know, you see on the side of the road. Yeah. And I gave you the advertising space. Yeah. What would you put on that? Oh, I don't know. That's a That's really a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good question. What would I put on that? 
I don't know. I'd have to. I'll have to think about that and come back to you. <laughs> you There's do. so much you could put on there. There's just so much you could put on there. So tell me more. I know that I've had a look at the um, Mindful Sips um, group and everything, and I see you're doing is it dry January. Yes, we're doing um, a support program mm-hmm. through January um, for anyone who wants to join. It's a free a free program to join. Um, and it's basically, it's based on the fact that when we take on a challenge like this, we are full of enthusiasm for the first few days or for however long your commitment is to it. Um, we're full of that enthusiasm and we get about 10 days in and our willpower starts waning and we start, you know, we wonder what we're going to do. And, and actually that's a really hard way to do a challenge mm. is to do it by willpower mm. alone. So, um, it's just a program to help empower you and to give you suggestions mm-hmm. um, for drink alternatives and to give you tips for the day and to delve into, a li- you know, some questions to ask yourself so that by the end of January, you have a better picture about why you drink, where you drink, how you drink. Yeah. Um, so that you're a little bit more aware about your relationship with alcohol and your drinking habits. Um, sure. to hopefully move you on through the year yeah wow and how, how do they how do they sign up how do people sign up if they want to join the program um you can sign up on our website or mm-hmm. you can just go and ask, request to join the group um and you you can put your email in as the first question mm-hmm. so that i can then send you your planner and everything that goes with it um so yeah you can join that website or through the facebook group itself mindful yeah. sense great thank you so much that's really exciting, exciting. but um i know you're not going to stop there so what's happening for you next what have you um having already started two discovery businesses as you call it Uh, i know lots of my uh, listeners are business owners themselves and entrepreneurs or they're thinking about transforming their lives um as maybe starting out on their own so um tell me what's next for you I want to really make Mindful Sips into something that people love and that they are dedicated to and they come back to time and time again. Um, and so part of my next um, program that I'm going to launch is going to be a curiosity box. Um, so it'll be the Mindful Sips curiosity box, um, which will delve into your relationship with alcohol with a specific monthly theme. Um, so that might be sleep, for example, and there'll be a booklet in there with questions to allow you to journal your relationship around alcohol and how it affects your sleep. And then because we're women and we're all a bit hard on ourselves, once we've finished doing the delving in and all the hard work, there will be some rewards in there, some pamper products and things that you can reward yourself with um, in the here and now and enjoy in the moment. But also as a longer term benefit, there'll be information that will come from our experts that can be used throughout the month. Um, so there'll be some nutrition advice, some fitness recommendations and some women's wellness stuff too. Again, all in line with that monthly theme. Mm-hmm. And there'll also be an element of magic added into it as well because I'm passionate about all things woo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's going to be the next thing that I'm planning on launching. We're just put, putting, the, putting it together at the moment and finding our experts and things. That sounds um, amazing. Yeah, it should it should be lovely. So it'll be a lovely thing to receive on a monthly basis, bit mm-hmm. of pamper, a bit of delving, yeah. um, and it's all around finding out who you are yeah. and you're discovering about your relationship with alcohol. Ooh, so look out for your curiosity box. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> So, as I said, you've started um, at least two discovery businesses. Um, perhaps you could just share, because I do like to um, make sure we get some extra value here. So I know that most people, when they're starting out, they um, it's a huge learning curve. I mean, it's so steep. And like you were saying, even when you wanted to do mindful sips, you were like, I, you know, you researched and more research and there's just more and more and more. Um, so what is one thing that you've learned that you wished you'd known right from the outset? 
I think the biggest thing I've learned is you don't need to know it all. You don't have to not have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, build a community around you and use those people to help you in areas that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a real researcher and doer. Um, and for the first two, certainly, I made the mistake of doing it all myself and feeling like I had to do it all myself mm-hmm. um, and burning the candle at both ends mm-hmm. um, and making a lot of mistakes because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't be an expert in everything yeah. and I think you know we all have our zones of genius and our areas of expertise and other so it's worth using other people's zones of genius and uh-huh. expertise to help you along the way yeah. um, and a lot of the time I think people worry about it because they think well I haven't got the money I haven't got the money to hire people or to get people to do it for me but if you join a community mm-hmm. um, most of the time a lot of the stuff, basic information that you can get is yeah. free and people yeah. are willing to help when they've been in the same boat. Yeah. They're willing to give you that advice and give mm-hmm. you that help and encouragement sure. um, for nothing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. What difference do you think it would have made to how you felt if you'd known that at the time you started out those first two businesses? I think I'd have had more courage. Yeah. I'd have had more courage to step out mm-hmm. and to do the things that I was too scared to do so I hid behind doing the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were my excuses for not quite being bold enough and being brave enough mm-hmm. um, and stepping out of my comfort zone. And in, in a large part, that's mostly why they, they weren't as successful as they could have been. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've tried so desperately to do with, with um, Mindful Sips is to be as brave as I want yeah. my tribe to be. Yeah. Yeah. And to step out of my comfort zone and to push myself yeah. there. On the podcast, I talk about going from being a worrier to a warrior. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that, like you say, that be courageous, be brave. You don't have to have all the answers when you start out. It's, yeah, it so resonates with me. I, I really understand that. And I think a lot of the listeners will too. Yeah. Um, which is kind of why I wanted to impart to them the wisdom that you've learned on your journey, because all of our journeys are unique, but we, also have things in common in that and a lot of it is around the feelings mm, definitely. Um, feelings and the fear is an undercurrent isn't yeah of, of similarities of feeling and fear absolutely so I'm just dying to ask you okay so I know you're a busy <laughs> mum and you're on a mission <laughs> but what is your favorite way to indulge in me time oh um there's quite most of them involve my daughter actually and my dogs um mm-hmm. but that's not really me time so it's not exclusively me time (laughs) so um I love sitting in a chair um with or curled up with a good book drinking a hot coffee with hazelnut syrup in it sugar-free syrup obviously (laughs) (laughs) but I just love the smell that goes with that and the comforting feeling of holding the mug and the warmth um of being snuggled up and enjoying that drink Oh my goodness, I wish I'd known. I don't have any hazelnut syrup in, but I do have some hazelnut milk if that counts. (laughs) That kind of does the same thing. (laughs) Oh, that's so fantastic. So just tell me, how do you actually make that happen, that me time? Um, I'm quite particular, actually, and I um, I do make that happen because it's such a short period of time. And I try to do a 10 minute meditation every day. So and it's usually just before lunchtime that I'll do that. So I'll do a spell of work and 
get my head down and really power out an hour and a half of stuff. Um, and then I force myself to take a break and I do a 10 minute meditation and then I get up and make a coffee and sit there with my coffee because Great. I'm nice and calm and chilled. And also I think my, your senses are much more alert once you've had meditation. So yeah. you feel the warmth more, you smell things more, you see things clearer. Um, and it just gives you that contemplation time after the meditation uh-huh. when you've focused on being in the moment for other for thoughts to filter through and to start floating back into your head yeah um, for five minutes that's great and I um that thing about meditation is amazing because I've been meditating for years but in a mindful way so I this um, just recently have just been upgrading my uh, meditation technique <laughs> to be use less guided meditations and more just sort of sitting and being with myself and I've introduced that at the end of my working day so before I leave my desk I do it like a 20 minute just with plinky plonky music, nothing else, um, just to um, release at the end of the day. And I've met, found that's made a massive difference, but I'm quite liking your idea of doing it in the <laughs> middle of the day. I might steal that, a quick 10 minutes there, because yeah. I can fit, I can sense from you how energising that is. So you've done your sort of first hit in the morning, yeah. and then that natural point when your sort of energy might be dipping, yes. you know, you've installed another tool, a technique there, where you can go, hang on a minute, I can just recharge and reset for the next half of the day that's just brilliant yeah. Yeah. and then enjoying the coffee afterwards or whatever drink <laughs> it is you know you want um, yeah. but to spend five minutes just enjoying that as well on top allows the thoughts to start drifting back in and helps you focus for the afternoon on the on your key I you always use those things that come back to me first as my key points for the afternoon yeah and I love as well that you've anchored it to a ritual so that you've got that self-care linked in with the reset and the recharge. So that's one of the ways for making a habit stick for sure is anchoring it and giving yourself a lovely reward for it. So mom, talking of time and getting on with the day, I cannot believe we've been talking for so long already. I want to just thank you so much, Claire, for being so open and honest and for sharing with us and Hello. telling everyone about Mindful Sips. So before we go, can you just tell them a little bit more about how they can get involved where they find you and um uh, you know if they have any questions i'm going to put everything in the show notes as well so don't worry too much guys but listen to claire now um yeah we've got a website which is mindfulsips.co.uk um all of our stuff is on there who we are what our six pillars are what they mean um my story's on there as well about um why i started mindful sips um, the courses that we run, we have a little a personality quiz that you can take and things like that are all on our take action page. Um, you can sign up for the, um, the program that we're running through January there as well, or Facebook. We're also on Instagram, um, but Facebook is where we're running the free group that you can join in and, and ask any questions there at all. It's a closed group, so it's a safe environment, or you can just follow us on our Facebook page if you don't want to get involved in the group. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Okay, so before we wrap up, I do have one more question. Um, what should I ask you if I didn't know enough to ask that I didn't know enough to ask? Is there anything? Just send me an email saying, I don't know enough. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just send me an email. I don't know enough. Tell, Tell me, me more. more. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we and we'll take it from there. Oh, fantastic. That's really great. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate you coming. And on behalf of the listeners and for venturing out on this cold and blustery day, um, you have shown one way that people can transform their lives and to live courageously and to bring more joy into your life. So I want you to remember 
is that if you want to connect with Claire, all the socials are on the show notes and it's mindfulsips.com. .co.uk. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Great. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 